Let me tell you the story about how I got into acting because of a girl. Yes, this may sound like a basic high school musical type of love story. But not too many people know this little tidbit about my life, so I figured that I would share it with you. When I was growing up, a lot of my life was spent playing sports. I played basketball, baseball, football. I did some track. I loved playing sports, mainly because that's what my parents wanted me to do. They spent a lot of time and money giving me the opportunity to play sports. I played in Hamilton Little Lads basketball and baseball. I played in so many AAU basketball tournaments, fall ball, Pop Warner football, and even in high school I played basketball. I really was convinced that I would be a basketball player growing up. That was what I wanted to be when I grew up. If somebody came up to me and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, a basketball player. Because that's what I, that's all I knew. <laughs> that's all I knew. I knew basketball. I knew sports. And I knew that my passion, at, at the end of the day, my passion was going to be sports. Specifically basketball. So flash forward to my eighth grade year of middle school. I believe the year, it had to be maybe 2000, 2001. I would say. And it was the first year that in my district of of Hamilton Township, New Jersey, it was the first year that they had intramural intramural sports. And I wanted to play on the basketball team, obviously, because that's all I knew. I happened to break my wrist playing in Hamilton Little Lads basketball. I broke my wrist and... I was the kind of person that always needed something to do. I needed to do something. And sports was all I knew, but I couldn't play sports because my wrist was broken. It was not good. It wasn't a bad break, but it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. But it sidelined me for quite some time. So during my middle school years, I would always, I was kind of like a a class clown of sorts, right? I would always want to make people laugh, especially my classmates, my teachers. I would always want to make them laugh. But I also wanted to educate them. So what I would do is sometimes I would write songs to help my classmates remember things for a test. So one year, on my eighth grade year, specifically in the beginning, We were learning about the United States Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We were learning about both of those things and the Bill of Rights. We were learning about all of those things. And we had to memorize uh, the preamble. So I wrote a song, a rap song, (laughs) to help my classmates remember the preamble. I don't remember it, so don't ask me to sing it now because I I really don't remember it. (laughs) And I sang it for the class. My 
history teacher, Miss Chernovsky, she loved it. And so she had me come back and perform that song for some of her other class periods as well. And I was like, of course, I get to get to perform in front of my class and make them laugh and make them feel good and smile, stuff like that. Of course, I jumped at the opportunity to do that. So I break my wrist. And as I said, I needed something to do. So Miss Tronoski, she says to me, well, Keenan, you should try out for the school show. And I'm like, the musical? She's like, yeah. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. There ain't no way on this earth you're going to catch me singing and dancing on a stage. No way. Absolutely no way. And the main reason I thought that was pure ignorance, right? I thought that it was dumb. I thought it was girly. I thought it was not cool in, in the slightest. And the reason for this is, once again, let me remind you, I grew up playing sports. I was, I was a tough kid, you know? I, 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 I felt like I would be looked down upon by my teammates for doing this girly stuff, right? So I told Mr. Noski, I said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Thank you for the opportunity, though. So she's like, okay, good luck. <laughs> so I, I walk out. And maybe like a day or so later, I find out that my crush was auditioning for the school show. My crush, her name was Diane. I had the biggest crush on her. At this point, I'm in the eighth grade. She's in the seventh grade. And I had the biggest crush on this woman. I... I've at this point I've had crushes before, right? But like this was different, man. This was this woman swept me off my feet without her even realizing that she swept me off her feet. Oh, well, I, that she swept me off my feet, I should say. She was oh my gosh, incredibly beautiful, smart, funny, and I, I thought, man, I have no chance with this girl. But then I found out that she was auditioning for the school show. So I'm thinking to myself, well, Ms. Chernoski said I should audition. Diane is auditioning. I mean, maybe I could uh, give it a shot. So I signed up. I had zero experience performing outside of writing songs for my class. I had no experience dancing, acting, really. I had none of that. And I had to memorize my lines for the, uh, for the audition, which I was pretty proud of myself for. For the first time, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. I memorized my lines. I memorized the song. I was off book. But I wasn't doing it because I love theater. I, I was doing it because I wanted to impress Diane. Because she seemed like super prepared. So I go to the audition. I'm nervous, of course. 
but it, well, I wasn't nervous because of Diane. I, at this point, I, like once I was there, I was like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is happening. This is real. So I stand in the wings of the stage and they call my name. Well, they didn't call my name. They said, next, is what they said. I, the, the person in front of me walked off the stage. It was my turn. They said, next. And I walked onto the stage. Now, they were sitting all the way in the back of the auditorium in this big-ass auditorium. And there was me, little old me, in a sling, because, once again, my wrist was broken, in a sling, doing lines and songs from the show. Now, let me tell you, the second that I stepped foot on that stage, the very moment that I stepped foot on that stage, I freaking knew, I freaking knew that this was what I wanted to do. I don't know how else to describe it. The feeling that overcame my body when I stepped onto that stage they had the stage lights on so all of the lights were shining down and I stepped on that, to that stage and the attention was on me and I got to perform I, when I tell you something just like a, like a, a switch flicked in my brain and I suddenly became this performer. I, 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 like, it just happened. And it was at that very second, I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. I love this. And I knew from that very moment that performing was what I wanted to do. And I was ready to give up everything. Now, here's the really cool part. I got the part. I got a lead role. I didn't get the lead role, but I got a lead role. We were doing Big the Musical, by the way. Yes, Big the Musical. It is a musical based on the movie Big, starring Tom Hanks. And I played the toy store owner who uh, got to dance on the piano with Tom Hanks' character. That was my character, the, the, the toy store owner. It was great. Here's the really cool thing. I got the part, yeah, but guess what? I also got the girl. I got the girl. Diane and I started dating during the Valentine's Day dance that year. We went to the dance together, and we were slow dancing, and I asked her to be my girlfriend, and she said yes, and I went through the roof at that point i was like man life doesn't get any better than this i got the, uh, a lead role i got the most beautiful girl in school i was a happy man now we broke up on my birthday month i think it was my actual birthday it was like my birthday week i believe it was but that's another story for another day but i was happy because I discovered a new passion. And that was theater. Flash forward to my freshman year of high school. And the school show that year was Anything Goes. In olden days a glimpse of stocking was look on as something shocking. But now God knows. <laughs> 
anything goes. Blow, Gabriel, blow. Go on and blow, Gabriel, blow. Bon voyage, you mean bon voyage. I hate to say goodbye, sweetheart. By the seashore, you mean sur la plage. <laughs> Not only did I get to do that show, I was ensemble, but I also got to learn how to tap dance. I My second show ever in my life on a stage, I was tap dancing. How did I learn? I have no idea. But here's where things got really weird. Obviously, I was still playing sports because I didn't want to let my parents down because they had invested so much money into me being an athlete. So my freshman year of high school, I was on the basketball team and in the show. I don't know how I did it, but what would happen is I would have basketball practice right after right after school school ended at 2:30 i had basketball practice and then i would go straight over to rehearsal or vice versa it depends on the day sometimes i would go from basketball practice straight to rehearsal sometimes i would go from rehearsal to basketball practice and it was weird because like i would get made fun of especially by, by, by my basketball team because like I would wear my tap shoes. <laughs> to, I would, I would be, I would go from the theater to the gym where we had our practices, which is, which was right down the hall, and I would still be wearing my tap shoes as I entered the gym and put on my sneakers, or vice versa. I would put on my tap shoes as I'm leaving the gym, and I would, you would just hear click, 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 tapity, 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 tap on the basketball court as I run over to rehearsal. But my grades started to slip. My grades started to slip. So I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision whether I was going to play sports or do theater. I, I couldn't do both. I knew what I wanted to do. I already knew what the decision was. I just had to figure out a way to tell my parents. So I decided not to continue playing basketball and I told my parents, I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to be an actor. I don't know how they initially felt about it, honestly, when I told them that I wasn't going to play basketball anymore. I don't know. I've, I've never, to this day, I've never talked to them about it, but I know that they probably weren't happy because they had invested so much into my athletic career so much time and money resources to make me a better athlete I should ask them I'm going to ask my mom next time I see her and my dad next time I talk to him I'm going to, I'm going to ask them like, how, they, how did you feel when I told you that I, I wasn't going to do that and I was going to pursue acting and I'll give you an update on that but from that point on, at this point, it had to be, uh, I guess, like 2002. So nearly 20 years ago now, I decided that I was going to be a performer. I went on to, my during high school, I went on to uh, play 
Marcellus Washburn, Washburn and The Music Man my sophomore year. My junior year, I played The Tin Man in The Wiz. And my senior year, I played Judd Fry in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet. And the wind comes right behind the rain. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. And it looks like it's climbing clear up to the sky. The floor creaks. The door squeaks. There's a field mouse a nibbling on the broom. <laughs> My senior year, I was applying to colleges. Applying to colleges to perform. I got accepted to a bunch of them, but I ultimately decided to go to Westminster School of the Performing Arts at Ryder University where I was an acting major. <laughs> it's funny to think upon that now, just my journey from writing those songs about the preamble to deciding that I'm going to spend all of my money going to a private school to study theater and acting. A school where I'm probably going to be playing paying student loans for the rest of my life. <laughs> but when I look back and I think about that journey, and I think about the first time I stepped foot on that stage, when I think about the times when I was learning how to tap dance and anything goes and then running over in my tap shoes to the gym for basketball practice, when I think about telling my parents that I wasn't going to be an athlete anymore and I was going to focus on being an actor. When I think upon my high school days doing theater and doing summer theater outside of school and meeting so many new friends there. When I think about applying to colleges, telling them how much I love theater and how I should be accepted into their program. When I think about graduating from Ryder University with a degree in acting and then going on to have such an incredibly fortunate, blessed professional career as an actor. I think about all of that and all I can say to myself is thank you, Diane. <laughs> Thank you, Diane, for being the most beautiful woman at Reynolds Middle School in Hamilton, New Jersey. Because if I didn't know who you were, if I did not discover your beauty, I don't think that I would be here right now. I have no idea where I would be. I don't think I'd be a basketball player. I don't think I would, would have been that good. I would have been stuck, I think. Stuck in a world where I wouldn't know what to do because all I knew was sports. What's also crazy to think about with this whole situation is the fact that I stopped. 
I stopped wanting to perform professionally. I stopped that pursuit because I found corporate life and I love it. I I was very blessed to learn marketing, (laughs) digital marketing specifically, and now I'm the director of social media for a marketing firm where I still perform, but I don't pursue it professionally like I used to. It's crazy to talk about this entire journey out loud. It's been a while since I've reflected on it. And I'm sitting here recording this just like in awe at this journey. Because I'm literally going into my second weekend of Rent where I'm playing Tom Collins. And then in a couple weeks I'll be going into my performances as Mr. Black in Andrew Lippa's The Wild Party. And all I can think of is, man, Diane, this is all because of you. (laughs) Thank you, Diane. Let me tell you the story about the time that I went to Florida and back driving all within one day. And I know what you're thinking, Kai, that sounds insane. And in retrospect, the answer is yes. That was the most insane thing I've ever done in my life. However, I did it. I don't know how, but I freaking did it. So let's tell this story. A couple years ago, um, my best friend, Amanda, her sister was getting married down in Ocala, Florida, which is kind of like near-ish Orlando, maybe like, a, I guess, a little less than an hour from Orlando in Central Florida. And so she was getting married, and I was friends. I'm friends with that entire family. The, that, that entire family is is full of good, kind people that I've gotten to know by chance, really, over the course of many years. And so her sister was getting married. So I was invited to the wedding, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go or not, because at the time I was working a new job in Center City, Philadelphia. And I, you know, I didn't know whether, you know, my time off would be approved and... I didn't know whether, you know, I could even afford a plane ticket because it was like a brand new job and I hadn't I hadn't really even gotten paid yet. So I had no idea whether I'd be able to actually go or not. And I was kind of just on the fence. And so here's the thing. I told her, I told the family that I was going to come, right? So they were expecting me there and Obviously, for a wedding, if, if you tell somebody that you're going to come to the wedding, you should go to the wedding because, like, they're setting aside food for you. They're paying for this stuff. You know, they're paying per head. You know, all of this stuff. It's really important that you're there. So I was, in, I was working that day in Center City, Philadelphia, and, uh, well, the day before the wedding. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I can't go. I'm going to let them know that I can't make it. You know, it's just too much with work, blah, blah, blah. The morning of the wedding, 
Now, mind you, the wedding is... So this was on... The wedding is on... A, I'm sorry. The wedding was on a Saturday afternoon. And at this point, this is Friday. Friday morning. So that Friday morning, I woke up and I had found out that morning at work that I was the employee of the month. Like, which came with like a raise. Well, not really like a raise, but like a little bonus and like a special party dinner all of that and so i was feeling good so i was like you know what i'm gonna go to florida i'm gonna go i'm going to drive down to florida i had extra money in my pocket i was feeling good but here's the thing i had no hotel so the wedding was on a saturday afternoon into the saturday evening and I had to be back that Sunday because I was working on a show at the time and I had rehearsal like Sunday, like, I don't know, I want to say like Sunday evening, I guess. So I had to be back that Sunday and I was like, you know what? I can do it. I'm going to drive all the way down to Florida in my beat up Ford Focus. I'm going to go to the wedding and I'm going to drive back after the wedding. Now, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing how dumb this entire thing sounds. But when I tell you that when I decided in the moment to go down to Florida, to drive down to Florida and then drive back, I was thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be easy. This shouldn't be a problem at all. Let me tell you about this trip. Driving down was actually no problem. So I left, I had, we had like a, I got employee of the month and I left straight from work. I had my bags packed and by bags, I mean bag. Like I had my, um, I didn't even have like a change of clothes outside of my suit that I was going to wear to the wedding. So I had my work clothes on and the suit. I didn't, I didn't have anything else clothing wise. I like, I just did not think this through. So I drive down. Driving down to Ocala, Florida was actually no problem. I left um, I left that evening, like right after work. The wedding was that afternoon. I didn't, st- I really, I didn't stop at all. I made it. I, I can't remember, how long was the trip? Alexa, how long does it take to get from Philadelphia to Ocala, Florida? From Philadelphia, a drive to Ocala would take about 15 hours yeah. and 6 minutes. Right, right, right. So this makes sense. This makes perfect sense, right? So I left, like, this had to be around, like, nine-ish, right? So to get to Ocala, it takes 15 hours. So the wedding was that afternoon. And so, like, I had made it with, like, minutes to spare. I got got changed for this wedding in this, like, truck stop restroom, I didn't have any deodorant. I didn't have any cologne. I just had my suits and I still, I, I, I couldn't take a shower, nothing. I went from work, drove down to Florida, got changed in a truck stop and then went to the wedding. That was my drive down. Now here's the thing. Once I was at the wedding, I was fine. It was all good. Now, mind you, let me once again, put this into perspective for you. I I woke up on Friday, worked all day, 
went to the party that night, left straight from the party to the wedding, which took 15 hours. So mind you, I haven't slept in about a day and a half. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't saying this story out loud it just it just makes me sound insane. So the wedding was great, went to the reception, everything was great. Um, and my best friend Amanda, she wanted she was like, why don't you just stay? Why don't you stay the night and then drive back, you know, in the morning? I'm like, I can't. I can't. I have to get back because I have rehearsal the next day and I have to make it back. I leave the reception. The first Two hours of the drive back were fine. But then that's when things started to go downhill. Once again, let me remind you that I ha- at this point, it's Sunday morning. I have not slept since Friday morning when I woke up to go to work. I've been awake for pretty much two straight days. And I'm driving from Ocala, Florida... To Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The first two hours of the drive back were fine. I had like a Red Bull or something, and I, I was right. I was riding the high of the wedding, right? So, like, it was a good. It was a good two hours. This is when I knew that I had to pull over and stop. So at this point, I'm like maybe like in Georgia, somewhere in Georgia. It's about at this point, it's maybe like one or two o'clock in the morning, I guess. I'm driving down the highway. It's like pitch black. Middle of the night. I'm the only car on the road. I'm driving. And as I'm driving, I see this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous bridge. It was like an overpass bridge. And it was lit up. It was like, had like these beautiful multicolored lights. And they were like flashing. It looked like a, like a Christmas tree bridge, right? It was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And I'm looking at the bridge as I'm driving towards it. I'm like, oh my God. This bridge is gorgeous. Oh, man. This is what I knew I had to pull over. I go under the bridge. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that bridge was gorgeous, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Why would they put a bridge in the middle of nowhere? And I look in my rearview mirror and I realize there was no bridge. I had completely 100% made up a bridge, an overpass with colorful lights that did not exist. I was still on the dark road. I hallucinated an entire bridge and I was like, oh, this is not good. I need to pull over right now because I might hurt myself and or somebody else. I had not slept in two days and I completely just fantasized this gorgeous bridge. But here's the thing. I, I, I knew I had to pull over, but I also knew I had to stay on the road. So I didn't have time to like get a hotel. So I'm like, let me just sleep in the parking lot of a hotel, right? I'm like, I can't sleep long. Let me sleep for an hour. Let me just close my eyes for an hour. I, I, I pull over into the parking lot. I fall asleep for like an hour. And I'm like, oh God, I have to get on the road. When I say that the next 13 hours of driving was complete torture. I don't know how else to describe it. I had to stop maybe two, three, four times and take like little micro naps along the way. 
I had not slept a full night of sleep in, in two and at this point, two and a half days. I did not have a change of clothes. I had to drive straight to rehearsal. Straight to rehearsal. I'm still in my tux from the wedding. And I had to rehearse a musical. Which was an hour away from where I live. So I went to rehearsal. I don't know. I don't remember anything about that rehearsal. I don't remember anything about the last maybe like 10 hours of that drive. I don't remember getting home that night. I remember taking off that Monday because I'm like, I'm just going to sleep and I don't know when I'm going to wake up, but I'm not setting an alarm. Ain't no way. And it was at that point that I determined that I will never, ever, ever drive to Ocala, Florida ever again. I don't like long drives as it is. My commute now to work is about, like, I guess, I guess about an hour, a little less than an hour. But that's it. That's that's the extent of my driving now. It That drive scarred me for life. And I don't know if I could ever, ever, ever do it again. I That drive back haunts my dreams to this day. And this was maybe, this had to be maybe like five, six years ago, I guess. Haunts my dreams. Amanda, if you're listening to this, or if your sister Rachel is listening to this, you should have forced me to stay that night at your place. You should have forced me because me driving home after the reception that day was awful. And I will never, ever, ever do it again. And it scarred my driving for the rest of my life. But guess what? I can say I did it. I drove from Philly to Ocala, Florida and back in less than, what, 24 to 48 hours. And I lived to tell about it. But let me tell you something. Next time this needs to happen, my God, I'm going to be looking up flights on Southwest. <laughs>